Welcome in to another edition of Beyond the Walls. Justin Hall here with you guys. So glad you're joining us on this new show that we have, Engaging the Church to Engage with People Outside of the Church in Sharing Their Faith, Building Disciples of All Nations, because if those are the final words of Jesus as he ascends into heaven, maybe that's something that we should do. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Joined on the show today by Pastor David Lawton of First ba- of First Presbyterian, right here. Uh, we're in Absolutely. we're in one of the buildings actually, uh, and the church is right there. It's right across. It easy Absol- jaunt, easy jaunt for you. Absolutely, didn't have to go very far. Thank you so much for being on with us. So glad to be here, and I love the title yeah. of your podcast. Uh, as you mentioned it, mm-hmm. it made me think of the promise of the scriptures in Genesis where where uh, Jacob is blessing his sons mm-hmm. and he uh, talks about Joseph being kind of uh, as a vine that's over the wall mm-hmm. in terms of his impact on others and it's very very apropos. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's it's marvelous to be with you and grateful for y'all and and your desire that we reach out of the walls of the yeah. church into the community and the world. Where the Lord has called us. And the church, obviously, there's a lot of conversation, uh, I say on social media, and I have to be careful there. There are a lot of conversations within the Christian community about the purpose of the church and what what the church is for, and the church is for the equipping of the saints. I don't think there's any question about that. But in order to have more people hear about Christ, we typically would have to go outside of the walls and bring them in. Um, but let's start here because our normal show, the Palmetto Family Matters show, deals with the political, deals with the current events and the cultural issues of the day. We're not going to get into those here. I, I say that on every show. We don't we don't traffic in that on this show. It's sort of out here in the ether with this question, though. So, Pastor, in your opinion, the role of the church in influencing the culture. What well, what's what's the role of the church when it comes to the culture beyond the walls of the church? How do we influence the culture? That's a that's a great, a marvelous question. And mm-hmm. I think you got it part of it just in your comment a moment ago that when we come to Christ, we come to know his redeeming love, we're changed. But the Lord Jesus not only redeems us, he sends us out in his name with the greatest message, mm-hmm. the message of life, of, of salvation. Uh, and so we're called uh, out uh, of the church uh, I think of a title of a book that's entitled Out of the Salt Shaker that was written quite a few years ago, mm-hmm. how that we're called to be salt and light, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, light exposes the darkness and the light of the gospel exposing mm-hmm. the need for the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. But that salt, that preserving influence from decay mm-hmm. is so critical. And so we've been redeemed, among other things, that we might be sent out in Jesus' name with truth and love and and service. Um, Jeremiah, uh, in the book of Jeremiah, there's this very striking uh, reference to the fact that uh, uh, the Lord calls the Lord's people who are in exile to seek to do to seek the welfare of the city. This is a city of Babylon, mm-hmm. clearly opposed to the Lord and to the Lord's people. Right. And certainly, um, our community uh, needs is Babylon-like <laughs> and needs the gospel yeah. and needs the commitment of Christians right. to try to make a difference through yeah. uh, 
through not only sharing the gospel and living the gospel out, but being involved and not just kind of hiding under a bushel, <laughs> but but serving, mm-hmm. you know, whether people are called in their different vocations uh, to, to serve as believers there, whether it's in the legal world, medical community, perhaps in, even in politics. You mentioned mm-hmm. politics of Christian believers who mm-hmm. are, are willing to seek the welfare of the city, the community, by uh, being willing to, to go out there and honor the Lord and, and serve the public in the right kind of gospel way out of a right. concern for the welfare mm-hmm. of the community. You know, it's interesting. I just got done, I'm in Esther now, but I just got done reading through Ezra and Nehemiah, and it's so striking to me that Nehemiah hears of the decay in the city of Jerusalem and hears that the wall is broken down. And by broken down there, it doesn't mean that stones are upturned. That means like they're burned and they're done. Um, And he prays, and there's no recording. I could be wrong. There's no recording in those first two chapters of... And then the Lord said, he just prayed, and, you know, this is my mission. I am to go help rebuild this wall. And I think part of that is not so much us building a wall around the church as much as it is trying to build the faith beyond the church out in the public or out in the community in terms of building up Christ followers. And when you're when you're dealing with... Um, folks within the church, you're, you're teaching or you're ministering to others. There are a lot of these topics that we talk about on this show. Um, we, we, you know, we talk about tax policy. We talk about foreign diplomacy. We talk about war. We talk about famine. We talk about abortion. We talk about the, the LGBTQ agenda. We talk about all of these things, and naturally we are told that there is a separation of church and state. Now, again, another show, different topic, another time, not there. We'll deal with that later. But you might even hear that within the church. Like that, That's not something that we should talk about in church. That's a political issue. How do you approach that distinction? Because all of those things, I do believe, have moral questions to them, and I believe the Bible does address all of them. So how do you help draw that distinction between, with the folks that you're ministering to when it comes to those touchy Absolutely, and I think uh, with that commitment to the truth and authority of the Scripture, Mm -hmm. and we're seeking to do what Scripture says, to live a Christian world and life view based on the Bible. And so, for example, you know, God is the creator. He's the one who has sanctified life, and so sanctified life. And so from the standpoint of the question or issue of abortion, the Bible is so clear uh, as our maker forming the inward parts and that we're called to promote life and preserve it. Same with marriage, a biblical Christian, a Judeo-Christian understanding, mm-hmm. a biblical understanding of God's design and purpose in marriage. Uh, we're called to promote that and advance that. And so we um, do not need to be ashamed or embarrassed on some of these issues that are, that are just so clear in the scriptures. So often we can think that we uh, can compartmentalize our faith, Mm -hmm. that our faith, our belief in Jesus is one thing, but these different issues are in a a separate watertight compartment (laughs) from the truth of the scriptures. But the Bible doesn't look at it that way. Uh, 
all our faith in Jesus, our commitment to his word flows into every area of our lives, including our thinking, our views, our understanding of moral issues. And so we're called to, to, to take a proper stance. Some people might have a particular interest or passion in one area, mm-hmm. uh, but the, across the whole body of Christ, we are to have uh, a clear communication, both in truth of the word, but as well as in the love of the Savior and a genuine care for others right. to speak and to live out the truth on these various issues. So, right. you know, even you mentioned tax policy. I'm, yeah. I'm not an expert on <laughs> taxes. I mean, I, I, any of I try to pay <laughs> my taxes and, you know, <laughs> right. that can That's be a important. challenge. You know, it is yeah. important, you yeah. know, uh, but uh, everything uh, has an implication morally. Mm-hmm. Uh, every law, every aspect. And so Christians should be engaged and involved at every level. Mm-hmm. So let's go from that I think we're sort of whittling our way down to to this question. There again, I say within the Christian community because if you if you have your algorithm set a certain way on your social media, you get a lot of different kind of stuff. Um, and there are a lot of conversations within the body of Christ right now. Uh, it can depend on your persuasion in terms of theological viewpoint. And again, that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, but there is a significant push to return the church back to Christ-centered preaching. And that could be, a, a, in a number of ways, uh, accomplished, whether that's, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Calvary Chapel guy, so that's chapter-by-chapter, verse-by-verse type of preaching. There are others that are more sermon series or topical-based, but they're still Christ-centered preaching. Then you have some that are neither of those things. How important is it for churches in the Midlands, in the state, across the country, to have Christ-centered preaching? Because I I think it goes to say that it's the Christ-centered preaching that is going to lead people to go witness, share their faith beyond those church walls. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Scriptures, even the Old Testament, points to the Messiah, our Redeemer and Savior, Jesus. And so preaching is to be about Christ. It's to be Christ-centered and Christocentric in what is said. And there's something about contemplating the work, the person, the beauty, the glory of Christ that has a a transforming power to our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Preaching that is Christocentric leads to lives of Christians that are more Christ-centered. Right. And the overall result or overflow of that is service in Jesus' name to our community. And so in the I think of a historical example. In the uh, mid-1800s, there was an emphasis in, in America among evangelical churches on preaching the gospel, which is marvelous. And as a result, so many marvelous things, hospitals, schools, all kinds of endeavors were established out of an understanding of the truth of the gospel and a love for Jesus. And then at the late 1800s to early 1900s, 
there was a, a shift focused away from that Christocentric preaching to let's focus on following the example of the Lord Jesus and on doing good and right things. And, of course, we're called to do good and right things. We're called to follow after Jesus as we know him. But what happened when the preaching uh, got removed the centrality of Jesus, people were not affected by it in the same way. There wasn't this transformation that led to a life of people wanting to give themselves to Christ and his cause and making his cause an interest known in their community. Mm-hmm. And so um, it is really important in Christ's church that we keep first things first, yeah. focus on Christ, on his word. But the beautiful thing is the overflow that comes from that right. in all of life. I think we see it throughout the scriptures too, especially in Jesus' earthly ministry. Those that he came in contact with, we focus on the miracle. We focus on the the supernatural acts that he had, feeding the 5,000, feeding the 4,000, but you know, walking on water, all these different things that you read in baby's first Bible. But you have the, the John chapter 4, where Jesus meets this Samaritan woman at a well, and that, you can unpack that chapter, man. But he meets her, and then she has a basic understanding of what's going on, but she doesn't know who's talking to her. And then once she knows who it is, what is the first thing she does? She runs back to the city where no one likes her, by the way. That's why she's at the well in the middle of the day, and tells everybody, hey, I don't listen, this guy just told me everything I've ever done. I, I think he might be the guy, the Messiah. And it changes, it whitens the harvest in that city. And that city comes to Christ. I mean, a Samaritan city. Absolutely. It's a city full of believers. Christocentric preaching and making Christ, keeping the main thing the main thing, as one might say, excites people. Because once you you get around Jesus, you kind of get excited a little bit. I know that might not be your forte. You might, you know, keep your hands in your pockets, but you get excited. And that can lead to people's lives being changed, not just in the temporal, but in the eternal. I think that's so important. Uh, Pastor, as we, as we close out this, this episode of the show, um, you're, when, when, you're, when you're chatting with folks, when you're counseling people, or when you're preaching any, in any setting, sure. um, how, do you, how do you give that call to folks? How do you approach that for them? Because it is, it is, it is a scary thing to share your faith. It, you're, we're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of someone saying no. We're afraid of someone lashing out at us in, in this day and age. How do you comfort people and, and while spurring them on to, to, be, to, be a, to be a faithful follower of Christ beyond a Sunday morning? Right. You know, it's really striking when Jesus sends out his disciples uh, in the Great Commission. Uh, he, he speaks a word of promise. I think of the old King James. We don't use the King James a whole lot in our mm-hmm. particular congregation, but you know, lo, I am with you always. Right. <laughs> or I am with you. Right. So I'm with you each and every day. And so when we go out in Christ's name, when we attempt to make him known to love and serve others in his name, he, he is with us. We're right. not out there steaming on our own power, you know. <laughs> we right. have the power of the Lord Jesus and his indwelling spirit who uh, strengthens us and helps us. And knowing his presence and the marvel of his love gives us a certain measure of some freedom 
freedom that that can liberate us from the fear of men or what will others think of me. Mm-hmm. You know that that is something that is a very gripping thing. But as we know Christ and the depth of His love, as Paul speaks of in Second Corinthians five, where the love of Christ constrains, compels us. And then he talks about making the gospel known. Right. Uh, and so I, I would say uh, for us to just focus on Christ, to know that he's with us, mm-hmm. to know that he's called us to do these things. And we have the promise that, that as we're serving in Christ's name, that he will accomplish his good purposes. I'm thinking at the end of 1 Corinthians 15, that great chapter on the resurrection, the final verse uh, reminds us, you know, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know that your labor, I think your labor in Christ is not in vain. Right. And that's a great encouragement. Of course. Even though we don't always know the results of Mm -hmm. what will happen as you think about sharing the good news of the gospel with a friend or challenging a classmate with the claims of Christ or the truths revealed in Scripture on the topic that you're studying, uh, we can have the confidence that the Lord is at work. Absolutely. And as we do at the end of each of these shows, Pastor David Lawton is here with First Presbyterian Church right here in Columbia. Their service times, I've got it on the website here, 8.30 and 11.15 every Sunday morning. Exactly. And then 6 o'clock on Sunday nights. That's right. Sunday night church. More than just on a Sunday morning. If you want to learn more about them, you can go to firstpresscolumbia.org. They got all their information there, service times and and live stream resources and previous sermons and different ways to get involved and plugged in, upcoming events. Everything is right there on their website. So we always encourage people, if you don't attend a church regularly, you should. And if you you want, there you go, firstpresscolumbia.org is where you can go. Pastor David Lawton, thank you so much. This has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it and yeah. so thankful for you and the ministry of Palmetto Family. Uh, how exciting that y'all are involved in reminding us of these great truths and the privilege yeah. of making the Savior known. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. That's all the time we have for today. Again, thank you so much. If you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, palmettofamily.org. Scroll down to the bottom, click on that newsletter. You can get up to date on everything we're doing here, including keeping up with some of our written work that we're doing as well. We have this show, Beyond the Walls, on our main RSS feed. So you're also seeing around us, if you're on Spotify or Apple, our other show, the Palmetto Family Matters show. So go ahead and make sure you subscribe to our channel. Give us a five-star rating and review. Bumps us up in the numbers. We appreciate it. More people will see it. If you do that, like this video on Facebook, YouTube, share it with your friends and family. Uh, This could be a way for you to share the gospel with somebody. These shows like this where we try to condense things down, easy to understand, not not from a pulpit setting. It's more of just a sit-down, around-the-table conversation. That might be a good way to do it. So keep up to date with us. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media channels so you know the next time we have another edition of Beyond the Walls coming to you. So until next time, for Kevin Cayello, for Mitch Prosser, our entire team at Palmetto Family, for Pastor David Lawton of First Press Columbia, I'm Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching and listening to another edition of Beyond the Walls.